podcast land. This is Severin Henderson. Just coming to you and letting you know about what you're going to hear on the episode coming up. Just trying to do the episodes a little bit different. But this is another episode of the original Designated Drinkers. And on this episode, we speak with Bob Egan from June Shine. I called it June Shire at the beginning of the episode, which... It's my mistake and my bad. He quickly corrected me, but we want to make sure that we give you all the most correct information that we can as often as we can. So this episode is about June Shine. We talk about hard kombucha versus cider, um, the differences, where you can get it, just big conversation about that. So we had a lot of fun. We had a... A lot of drinks at the same time, too. So if it gets a little raggedy towards the end, that's probably why. But we had a good time, and we hope you have a good time listening to the episode as well. Thanks for listening. As always, please reach out to us with any feedback that you have to offer. We give all of our contact information at the end, and please enjoy the listen. Hey everyone out there in podcast land, this is one of your hosts, Severin Henderson. And Ambrosia. And welcome to the original Designated Drinkers. Got to put the original in front of that because that's what we are. Um, the podcast where we dive deep into drinking one libation at a time. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bob Egan. So, um, oh, we already... We had something else down there. Oh, got off of that. Okay. So, sorry about that. We still trying to amp up and get ourselves together for 2022. This is what, our second episode of the year? This is the second episode. Second. The first one is finally released. Yes. We had that first episode out. Um, if you guys like it, hit us up. But today we are here to look to the future and we're going to speak, like I said, with Bob Egan from June Shire. Bob, how are you? I'm doing well yourself. I'm doing outstanding. Thank you. Um, so just dive right into it. June Shire, a hard com- kombucha. June Shine. June Shine. I keep saying like Shire. Shine like your brightest light. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shire. What's that? Um, the Hobbit. The Hobbit. Exactly. I don't know why I'm got Hobbit on my mind. I apologize. I have a general Hobbit look about me. <laughs> June Shine. Got it. Shine. 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 Uh, June Shine is hard alcoholic kombucha. We are a Jun kombucha, which is green tea and honey that we ferment out to 6% ABV. Mm-hmm. It does a double fermentation. It ferments with the SCOBY, like all kombuchas. SCOBY is symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Okay. Have you that seen was a my, SCOBY? That was my question. I might, I may have seen a SCOBY, but let me, let me let's finish hearing about it. And I'll tell you a quick kombucha story. After uh, the first fermentation of SCOBY, where it gets all of its probiotics and the health benefits of kombucha, we punch it in the arm and get it up to 6% ABV in our cellar. Then afterwards, fruits and spices are added, centrifuge, and then hits the canning line. Okay. Um, where does all of that take place? Where is San Diego, this? California. Okay. So June Shine is from out of state. Um, we don't always get the opportunity to have out of state um, beverages. So when we do, we like to find out more about them. Um, when did you start in the industry with this job? 
I started with June Shine in 2019. Okay. Uh, October. Um, back when things were a little bit simpler. <laughs> but that, that, I had previously worked for Vandermill Cider. That's how I met Bob. Okay. So met he Bob saw my phone as Vander Bob. And I, I don't think that you're going to ever leave my phone as Vander Bob. There are several Come people. Bob. Or Bobby the Booch. Uh, has also been some things that have been said. Uh, Kumbabcha. Kumbabcha. Okay. What was the one that you said? Bobby the Booch. Bobby the Booch. It feels Chicago gangster a little bit. I'm with that. He's still Vanderbob in my phone and will always be. Because he started that. with Vandermill. Okay. That's I'm, how we met. That sounds good to me. Um, so tell us a little bit more about June Shine. We have a beautiful can here. Um, we got the... Oh, you know what? Before we get into that, let me give my little quick kombucha story. So, this is why I say I might know what a scoby is, and I'm probably wrong. But kombucha is a mushroom, right? E. Keep no. going. I, keep going with the story? Keep, yeah, or yeah, keep yeah, going? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the reason yeah. I'm asking is it a mushroom because back in the day, way back in the day, like way back in the day. Like um, what? Like when I was... Five-ish, six-ish, yeah, around there. Okay, and, so like and, the early nineties. And I'm old. No, the eighties. <laughs> Mid eighties. So, so um, my mother um, made her own kombucha tea. So she had this um, big mushroom that she kept in the linen closet because it was dark in there, and it was in a punch bowl, um, and it was just this big mushroom. In the closet, I remember I used to get face cloths out of there, and then one day it was like she was like, "No, nah, I don't open that no more. It's something new in there," and it was just this big mushroom. And so they would, she would take, she would cut like a piece of the mushroom off and put it somewhere else, let it grow a little bit more, um, take the tea from under the mushroom and drink it. And it had kind of a apple cider vinegary taste to it. It wasn't horrible. It was supposed to be um, great for you health-wise. Um, eating a part of it was supposed to be good for you. I remember one time, I can't remember if Silence of the Lambs was a thing. I, I watched that a couple nights ago. And I know, and I know, I know I was old enough to see it. But for some reason, I like got the chance to cut holes in the eyes and in the mouth and put the mushroom on my face for some reason. I you remember that. You literally took a kombucha scoby and you put, <laughs> you, our producer is laughing out loud right now. I mean, that's what I did. You, you <laughs> cut out eyes and mouth in a kombucha scoby? Well, I didn't do it. You're freakier than I thought. I, 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 this was as a kid, so yeah. And then I put it on my face and they said, I, I'm in. said it was like, Good for your skin or something like that. So that's my baby kombucha. And in addition to, there might be pictures of this, but they're not in Chicago. Mom, can you please give us pictures <laughs> of him yeah. with cut out eyes and mouth of kombucha scoby? I, yes, exactly. Yeah, and it was pretty thick too. Um, yeah, it's fucking thick. Yeah, that's why was, this is weird. Yeah, it was pretty thick. That you thick. did this. Yeah. Well, I think I did it with, with the cutoff of the first one. And then it was like a group of people doing this. So they okay, like so traded. your mom like gave you like 
A throwaway scoby, I guess. A little like like bottom ends of the scoby because they rebirth. Okay. I can we'll, we'll see how it them. would look like a mushroom in suspension of liquid. Okay. It definitely has that kind of capish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that, like you were saying, it has to be maintained. It's a living, breathing organism. That you put on your face? I can't wait to get into this It later. could have been sentient, too. <laughs> it probably is. That explains so much. Mm-hmm. That that explains my genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, with that said, um, so Bob, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, so you have June Shine, uh, which is an awesome product that is currently the market that is selling highest. Uh, when we look at Nielsen data, uh, we look at who is selling the most product kombucha hard kombucha is the highest selling product according to Nissan data that we have currently i see the can please sure just a can i'm gonna read it that's kind of our well my thing but so you jumped from so i was really upset when you moved from cider to beer uh but now that you're in kombucha i'm less mad but t- tell me about that process oh you're so bougie I know. <laughs> uh, I know. I I always thought I worked best uh, beer adjacent, not with beer. I'm definitely more of a gluten free person, but uh, I saw a lot of similarities between the cider world and hard kombucha, and it's just fun to build something and see it go up from the ground. And the building years with cider were really exciting, and the community that built and all the education that came with it and just saw something very similar with Juneshine. This product was new, innovative, and it kind of ticked a lot of the boxes for people that want to know more about their beverages. Everything that's on the back of the can is what's in there. No artificial flavors or sugars. It's something that transparency and label is the core value of the company is, you know, we see everything that we eat. We know about the clothes that we wear, the things that we support, the things we spend our money towards. And then all of a sudden, come Friday, you just thrash your body for two days with alcohol. And instead of having better option, an option that, you know, you, you know, 1% for the planet, we want to leave it a little bit better than we found it. And it's been fun. It's uh, a great community. And like you said, it's been growing like a weed. And it's fun to see the places that hard kombucha has landed and continue to grow too. And we have, uh, I have coworkers from New York to San Diego, Seattle to Atlanta. So it's pretty cool. The homes it's found it and here in the Midwest, it's definitely a little bit of a learning curve for sure. But you know, everyone Midwest likes to drink and that's just a, uh, something different, but people are familiar with kombucha. I just don't think Chicago talks about kombucha as much as other places, but I feel like we all have an anecdote like you shared, and Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing that, where maybe it was a a family member or a college roommate that just always had that big jar with the scoby in it. You're just like, this seems under control, so (laughs) I'm not going to ask questions. You don't seem nervous. I just had a roommate that made root beer and was like, they tend to explode. I was like, cool, Max made hand grenades. <laughs> now you said growing like a weed. That made me think, uh, talk about mushrooms, grows like a mushroom. It's like on anything. <laughs> so um, before 
we get Ambrosia and I get to taste it. Um, I usually take the can and do a brief description, read about it, and all that other fun stuff. So, hard kombucha, June shine, prickly pear margarita is what we have, and what we're gonna try. I haven't first. tried this one yet. Um, six percent alcohol by volume. This is a sixteen ounce can. Um, June shine, organic, gluten free hard kombucha. What's inside? Just like Bob was saying, it tells you pretty much the ingredients: prickly pear. Ancho, chile, lime, tangerine, sea salt, green tea, jun, jun, kombucha, just J-U-N. Um, good for you. You're holding prickly pear margarita, a sizzling new signature flavor from June Shine Ambassador Whitney Cummings. So good, it brings new meaning to the word supernatural. This bold batch of booch is brewed with organic prickly pear, tangerine, lime, and spiced up with a pinch of ancho chile, habanero, and sea salt. It's the perfect drink, whether you're sitting on the beach or storming Area 51. If you can't find the alien anymore, maybe take a break. Booch, booch, booch. Brewed by June Shine Incorporated Beer. Um, they have the address on here. They also have the website, juneshine.com. Again, like Bob said, 1% for the planet. And I found the alien, so I think I'm good to go. He's right over here by the cactus. Um, I shouldn't have give away, I shouldn't give away his location because then when you look at it, you're going to know exactly where to go and you won't know how hammered you are. So that being said, let's get that sound of the opening can. There it is. There we go. Um, so while Seb is pouring this, can you talk about Whitney Cummings? June Shine has uh, created the opportunity for investors and people to be ambassadors for the brand. Um, we look for like-minded people that you know have the same same ideas as us. And uh, this year for our collaboration and. Ambassador series, we're going to be working with Whitney Cummings, Evan Mock, Cody Coe, uh, Diplo, and I'm having a brain fart on the woman in the fall. She is an ambassador for the oceans and a spearfisher person, like underwater fishing. So Whitney Cummings, that's a comedian, right? Correct. Okay. She was a big fan of June Shine and always tagged us on social media, and eventually someone sent her a message and said... We should hang out and the opportunity present itself to make a flavor with Whitney Cummings and she's a huge supporter of June Shine. She's always talking about it, drinking it, and she's putting it in her bag. Cheers. Ooh we. It's got a nice spice to it. That tastes like the eighties. For me. I, I haven't had a kombucha drinking it quite a long time even with its popularity you know i see it at whole foods and some i can't remember the last time i had one That's but it's spicy savory. yeah yeah it's really yeah. savory i'm getting a lot of uh personally i prefer to hear sev's tasting notes <laughs> well it's 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 i taste the spice in the back um at the front it has kind of that cidery, um, funky kind of taste to it. Um, I definitely get why it's called a prickly pear. Prickly pear is actually one of my favorite um, drinks. 
And this is very reminiscent of a place here in Chicago where I've had a frozen prickly pear. So this might get me by when I need to have that taste again. Yeah. I'm getting a... Um, so I'm getting this playful um, cheese, cheese it character of it, which I, I saw your surprise and no, which is I, fair. Um, I, but you said the savory thing, and the first time I tried it was, you know, it's when you think of a drink that's savory, it's you know your immediate brain goes to Bloody Mary. Mm. And I okay. think that's yeah. like yeah. when we think of savory things and the little bit of smoke on it mm -hmm. kind of imparts that. I don't want to say like full on, you know. Umami, no, no, no. The, 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 the cheese it is very dialed in. It's not anything that's it's upfront uh, because mostly what I get from it is this five year old in me that wants to have those high coolers or like the any of those like ready to drink, which we didn't have the language back in the 90s about those. Uh, but, like, the Kool-Aid, like, pocket drinks. But it has this amazing backbone of, like, a hard or, like, a uh, like a jalapeno or, or something capsaicum about a Cheez-It that is reminiscent on top of this nostalgic Kool-Aid for me. No, I get that baked that you described so well. And I remember I was watching a cider tasting at um, one of the cider cons, and someone said orchard floor as a descriptor of a cider. Ooh, that, that was on this show. And he also we, we, we talked about that. Yeah, I remember being like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I smell the cider, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and... There's so many times when you sample with friends and your vocabulary is all very different. The key descriptions and the the words that you use is always kind of like, it's fun when someone's like, oh, wow, I get a lot of star fruit from the hops in that beer. And you're just like, I would have never in a million years said that. But as soon as you said it and you smell it and try it again, you're just like, all right. there it is. I, I like that little spicy. Like I said, it's spicy in the back. That's 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 pretty fun. That like how it kind of just reminds you that it's there. Like, hey, I'm still around. So I, like I probably that. should have sampled you guys on something that we had year round, but no, I'm in. No, we uh, let's we got time and um stomachs. So <laughs> right, we, we can. No, I'm, we I'm can totally add to it. There's so like, there's a there's a heat to this that I absolutely adore that I don't tend to like in drinking and full disclosure Bob hard kombucha it's my arch nemesis it's your arch nemesis yeah please explain um so with the latest report that came out which is the uh the big thing that we all look at as far as sales go in this industry um it said that Hard kombucha was taking over the cider category. Oh, I can see that. Um, I don't know why, but I can I can see that. I think that it's something new, something different. Um, cider has kind of not been around, but you've had cider 
for forever. Like, God damn it. Cider's like a used condom right now. You've had cider since you were hold on. Like, no, let me let, can, let me finish my let me finish my thought, my statement, mm-hmm. then you can you can talk okay. bad about me. No. But um cider's not the hard cider. That's not what I'm talking about. It's been around forever. I'm talking about just cider, period. Just the fact that you know you have it's cold, it's the Midwest, you have donuts, you have cider. Now it's hard cider, and that's a little bit different, and you have different taste profiles. But kombucha is not been around the scene for forever. So I think the name and the funkiness is kind of what is attracting people. I mean, kombucha might give cider a run for its money as the oldest I mean, hopefully so. I mean, the oldest beverage. I mean, people kind of steeped some tea and it got weird on them. And, you know, some cider was stored and got weird on the farmer. And I, this could be I, said they for mead. Of, this could be said for beer. This could be said for this could any be said of for the anything. archaic yes. fermentation. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate you, uh, but just re- walking the fence like one does. Uh, it's. I think at some point there'll be some sort of classification because you have hard coffee, and then you have products like Loverboy, which are just a hard tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sierra Nevada, just the, the Lagunitas. Uh, Sierra Nevada also has one. Have you had Alma yet? I'm not familiar with that one. It's a it's a hard tea from uh, the Bosque region. Only served in 750s, coming in at 2.7 percent. That sounds up my alley. Up my alley. No. Okay. Well, I had a question. Um, I was holding it in because you had this box here. And the black can. It's time for Bob. Um, okay. The Midnight Painkiller is based on a tiki drink that was created in San Diego. The painkiller has nutmeg, orange juice, pineapple juice, a little coconut, and... Sorry. No problem. <laughs> the can that we uh, printed upside down is... It's got a color that only a sales rep could love. And storing it upside down has that color kind of float through the front to it and then once you flip it for service it comes out <clears throat> a deep slate looking okay so i'm gonna describe it you cool with that yeah okay so the can is if you hold it right side up you can read it um june shine but then it says at the very very top flip can to activate the can is a black background with Looks like Fruit Ninja because it has a sliced pineapple, some nice florally looking stuff. It looks like a cool shirt to wear if you're into those kind of shirts. Um, what's inside? Coconut, pineapple, orange, nutmeg, green tea, and June kombucha again. Um, it says the same thing as the other one, so I won't read it to you to death. But it's been turned upside down and now over <laughs> again. And now I'm going to open it. Slightly jostled. Slightly jostled. I like that. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is kind of grayish. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It looks like... So the like, color of this before used to be black. It looks like Dirty Mountain Dew. It used to be black, like full black. You want... Would you like some? Sure. Okay. Um, The way I described it, uh, I was very nervous about carrying this. I I often describe this as like... <sighs> Paint water left over from a watercolor. Oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, too. But, like, to me, it looks like 
dirty Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think it's a strong onyx-looking LaCroix. Onyx. Yes. Onyx LaCroix. Onyx LaCroix. I like Man, that. Okay. That sounds like a Pokemon. Again. Alrighty. I think this is probably one of our more fruit-forward. Yeah. Think it's just much brighter and... The taste is amazing. You know, I thought I was going to like this better than prickly pear, but I like prickly pear better. Um, The taste is very good. It's very fruit forward, just like you said. The thing that's so dope about it is that it tastes just like everything that says this in there. I can taste the nutmeg, the orange, the pineapple. It's it's, it's, it's in there. So um, the color is... What I think is the most interesting about it in the, the just the entire case. Do you find that people drink these drinks more in the can or that they're pulling them out in class? Which I find very interesting uh, in general right now because we're in the throes of a pandemic. And we are constantly trying to understand what people want, how they want that. What are they drinking? We don't know. Um, (laughs) So if any feedback, please let us know. Uh, But the blackness of this drink, the inkiness of this drink. (laughs) The blackness of this drink. No, it was. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just thinking about the the blackness. It's just, I like that. It was (laughs) very inky and black. And that was something that we sold this drink on. Let me ask you this. Um, It still has a color. You say it has like a slate color. I imagine it was much darker before. But why is it still dark? Uh, Now, I'm reading the can again. I picked it up and it says it has... um, Fruit juice for color, but that's for color. What's making it this dirty Mountain Dew? Spirulina. Yeah, okay. spirulina. I love spirulina. Um, layman here. You, you guys. It's gotta, an allergy. Got to put me on. It's an allergy. Okay. Um. So spirulina is an allergy that happens naturally, and when you can. In just pure spirulina, the thing that a lot of folks are very excited about is all the nutrients that come along with it. Okay. Um, another thing that I saw on this can that I don't remember seeing. Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's not on this can. Um, gut-friendly. What does gut-friendly mean? Are you familiar with probiotics? Absolutely. So, inside Juneshine is probiotics and as you drink it it keeps your gut healthy encourages you know proper balance of your bacteria in your gut and your gut's your second brain so if you think about it if you drink june shine you can get smarter and your stomach could feel better my hair has been looking great i'm with that that's dope okay Let's um move to the to another one. Dealer's choice. So tell us more about. I know we say we're out west on the west coast, and we got 
um, places from here to Seattle, Seattle to Atlanta. Um, just tell us more about the operation of Juneshine overall, if you could. Juneshine started in the garage 2018. Okay. And the owners, Greg and Forrest, wanted to create a brand, create a honest alcohol that you know just made them feel good drinking and feel confident that they were doing something that used the best ingredients and just didn't make them feel thrashed afterwards. Yeah. And as we've grown, we've picked up a old Ballast Point Brewing uh, called Scripps Ranch. That space, we've filled out every nook and cranny with fermenters and production equipment and that's where we've been able to grow to the brand we are now and hired some of the best talent in california from all the amazing breweries out there a lot of our staff is from uh st archer uh alice point port lost abbey um some fantastic brewers making honey and tea fermenting it out to six percent and it's just been very well received people want to drink something different i think uh all of us have a drink for a different time of day this Damn. is i just heard an insult there because this was your arch, arch nemesis and you said they want to drink something different <laughs> so how you feel about that? You okay, cider girl? That, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> tell me. You tell me. No, Do you no, feel no, like I'm your just, high school mascot? I'm just, just joking with empty you. Empty cider or <laughs> empty apple shell. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking with you. Pour that shit. Um, so, no, but, but what I wanted to say was, I mean, working with somebody like Ballast Point, I, I, as much as, like, under the the gun that we feel like with cider... How much of that do you feel like with hard kombucha? Like how much of what we say and do is under the the understanding of beer? Cuz we we get thrown pretty quickly under the the scope of beer. Um I mean I don't know what is an average consumer's like knowledge of fermentation and i'll tell you what it is next to nothing <laughs> this is probably the most education that someone will get on fermentation sorry to cut you off go ahead no it's it's you know i think people are always excited to learn and you know it's people are inquisitive by their nature and <clears throat> for Certain drinks, like, I just, it still goes back to when people are like, oh, what cider beers do you have? Right, right, right. And which one? Which cider beers? Which one? Which well, no, one? That's do you what want he's cider saying. or do you want beer? No, that's what he's saying. No, I know. And, I know. And, I'm the asshole yes, that asks. No, that's, don't, don't, don't be Ever so often, I'll go buy a shirt that says Chicago on it, and I'll go to <laughs> Northman on the river walk, and I'll be like, I want a cider beer. <laughs> I don't know why and I did that. Just to, just to piss so everybody funny. off. I was like, I would like a cider beer and ketchup. And ketchup. Yes, that's we don't the, Chica the anti-Chicago. We don't either of those down the Riverwalk. Just oh. for your 
future reference. I'll, we don't serve I'll, ketchup or cider beer. I'll have a cider and aioli then. Yeah, y'all missing the train on ketchup, but that's a different podcast. We can, that's the next podcast. We can, we can get our ketchup sommeliers I got, I got, I actually got, uh, I'm going to announce this right here, right now. I'm going to drop the mic. No, don't do it. Let Are me, you sure? Yes, let me, let me okay. just grab this. Right, um, never mind then. We got to keep was it going it ketchup on. Or, was it ketchup or ranch? It's about ranch. Ketchup related? It's about ranch. Oh. Yeah, we got to keep them on the hook. Um, so anyway, <laughs> back to this can. This can, and you know what else I've noticed? Every can is designed, has a different um, artist for. So this one, I should have read that. This one is Nick Kuchar. The other one, um, the, um, the Midnight Painkiller. That is by Johnny Alexander and... Um, the first one that we have, I do not see it in the same place, but I'm sure I will find it, but it's, it's okay. So real quick, this is the grapefruit Paloma. Um, I had a real Paloma and I wasn't impressed. So I hopefully, hopefully this one is a bit better. For you listeners out there, a real Paloma is tequila and squirt. Ooh. I love squirt. You know what? Never mind. Let me read this first. Then no, that's, that's what a fucking then Paloma I'll, is. Then I'll tell my squirt story. Paloma right. and squirt, and I think you have to use the rind from a cutie. Like no, 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 no. A Paloma is tequila and squirt. Don't add nothing extra. Nothing. Oh, that's exactly what I had on my face. That's a scoby. We got to put that up. So, back to this can. Grapefruit, lime, green tea, green tea June kombucha. Um, that's all that is to it. These, this can is very happy. It's um, mm. blue. It's waves. It's grapefruits. <laughs> and my squirt story is really quick. It's this squirt. If you're listening, please bring back ruby red squirt. I will do. Oh my god! Almost anything to get it. I'll bring it in on the river walk. You, you. I want it. <laughs> like a ten k spy that I'll do. Um, here you go. Thank you. All right. Bob has said, "Forget y'all. I'm not tasting <laughs> no more of these." Um, this one is kind of hazy. It looks refreshing. It looks palomaish. Grapefruit paloma. And. That's it's delicious. pretty good. It it is delicious. They keep getting well. No, I shouldn't say keep getting better. Prickly pear is still my favorite, um, but I do like this one better than the midnight painkiller. Has a nice, gorgeous straw color to it. Dude, gorgeous! I love that. That's that's a great word. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like you said. It's like a a straw color. It looks like. This is kind of funny. To me, at least. It probably won't be funny to anyone else. But when I was coloring in, in back in the day, the dopest crayons was the Crayola box with the 64. 49. No, 64. You could afford the 69? Hell no. But. With the, like, the, with the, the in with the, the back? With the crayon sharpener on the, the side. The, yeah, the yeah. fucking back. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could afford that shit? No. The 64? But I saw it. Was it 64? It was 64. I might have juxtaposed 69 as an adult. But yeah, 64. Yeah. But the thing about it is, um, this is the color I used to color white people on my pictures like when I was a kid. Because I couldn't make them like too white. 
So I made them about this color. I like it. It's a uh, no. I, I fully support this. It's it's more of like a because it's like a. I used to take like tan and peach and mix mix them together. Peach. Because I, I, I didn't know, I mean, I'm from the Midwest as well, so I didn't know like a bunch of tan kids because mm-hmm. they weren't like mm-hmm. going to the, weren't going to the salon at, at No, that makes age. sense. Look, look. But this, this was about the, this That's was about like the color. It's like a peach. It's got some green in there, but also like some brown. I mean. So I gave y'all a little bit of color. Thank you. <laughs> And then for myself, I would just use regular brown. <laughs> but those crayons were dope. They had they had red, orange, and orange red. Who has red, orange, and orange red? I mean, it goes both ways. But they were both very different. <laughs> and they were both different colors. It's from one start of the run, and then towards the end, it gets a little bit more orangish. I mean, how real is Starts that? Hot red, right? Mm-hmm. Halfway through, they switched the label on it. Man, mm-hmm. listen. It's that, like when they make Duff Beer at the Simpsons. It, absolutely. I mean, if we can get them going good enough, the Simpsons probably predicted kombucha and cider in a fight at some point in time. They didn't predict everything else that happens. Fights. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this color, I, I would agree that this color is, it's the thing that I like about the June Shine, co- the colors, is that we are often, as I train my staff, when I have June Shine on staff, I say, ask them if they want a glass. Ask them if they want ice. Because the colors of them are so non-traditional. And I find often with the non-traditional colors that it responds differently with different folks that are buying this product so let me ask a question um i'm not too much in the bottling or canning or anything i that's not anything i know about but would like bottles in that situation do a favor or can it not be put in bottles the can i think is the cans are dope built to um, bottles. There's just the element of glass. Okay. I don't want to say that the cans are the perfect shape because I think <clears throat> the husky pants at Duluth Trading are the perfect shape. But uh, sorry, I just had to get that pitch in there. I apologize. Hold on, that's a pitch. <laughs> I'm sponsored by Duluth Trading. Uh, oh yeah, I'm with it for the husky mail. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> they still make husky. I thought I left that at Sears. I I think Old Navy just said happy. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Oh, happy. Yeah, they're just like that. That that's a happy boy pant. I like that. Yeah, makes you know. makes everyone feel better. Yeah, it, I mean, I think I'm husky, wet nose, waggy tail, but I, I like Duluth a lot. Like this this guy I work with, he has like the dopest Duluth jacket, and I'm like always eyeing it up. I like lightweight want to just take it and wash it and make it mine. But I'm not, because I'm not a thief. But I am a shopaholic, so. That's good stuff. Um, I think with bottles, there's a certain element of re-fermentation. And I think for us, it wasn't so much the bottle. It was, where do we want 
to bring Juneshine. We want to bring it camping. We want to bring it surfing. We want to bring it, you know, up to the cabin. We want to bring it down to the beach. And we don't want to worry about glass and, you know, pack it in, pack it out. And once it be- the decision was made for cans, it was with that in mind. I mean, so many people that I work with go mountain biking, frisbee golf, surfing. It's just the places that we want to bring Juneshine are the reasons that, you know, Juneshine is aggressive with donating money to environmental projects. Like, we want to save this little bit of beautiful green space we have, and glass isn't always the best uh, option to bring with you camping or... um, I think mostly, too, because you can sneak in into movie theaters. Hey, there you go. You're well, clinking with glass. Like, if you walk thing... in with a six-pack of bottles, you're just, like, clinking, and they don't like that at the AMC. The thing that's so beautiful about it, you can't judge a book by its cover. So on the inside, especially for this June Shine episode, you have to get these and open them up and pour them into a container. I well, won't even say a glass. Like Ambrosia was saying, too. you have to be able to appreciate the color. For sure. And when we sit down at a bar and you look up and down the bar, you can see someone's having a light beer, dark beer. A lot of the bright colors that are June shine do strike that conversation with the bartenders, especially with a brand like the Midnight Painkiller that people see it and they're just like, what is what happening? What are you drinking? And you sell one and probably four more will go out afterwards. Okay. Well, let's get into... Blood Orange Mint, low sugar. This is another can that is absolutely gorgeous. Um, organic, probiotic, gluten-free, hard kombucha. What's inside? Blood Orange Mint, green tea, and, of course, kombucha. Um, looking for an artist name. Don't see an artist name this time. I talked them all up, and now they disappear. Oh, no, I take that back. Um, Nick Kuchar. Just have to... It's like the alien. It's a bit harder to find than the alien on the last one, so... We have this one and one more. So, Blood Orange Mint. Oh, that's another pretty cool color. Nice ruby red color. Yep. A little darker than white people that I used to color when I was coloring people. All right. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Yep, um, blood orange and mint. Mm-hmm. But it's serious mint. Yeah, serious mint. Um, for some reason, I don't like the smell of this one. <laughs> this one, when when I first went to drinking, I usually describe like the smells. This one, it wasn't my favorite um, smell wise, but it taste wise, it's very very good. I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm still putting the other one. I'll put it down. Oh, Grapefruit Paloma ahead of it. And it is going to be behind Midnight Painkiller. But it is still, like, I wouldn't be mad if I said, just give me a June Shine and this is the one. This was the bartender's choice. That's another thing that's very interesting. Like, I find people as a buyer and someone that, sells most of these products that folks will just say oh, i just want to do shine like they'll just just call it by name 
I, oh. like, I just wanted Junshine. I am behind. They don't really care what to, it is. Today is my first one. experience with Junshine. So. I need Unless... to figure out what bars you hang out at. Um, The bar of home. Because <laughs> <laughs> I um haven't been out in a long time. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I really dig it. The thing that I like the most about this category, um, and I have a lot of problems with this category. I actually hate this category. The thing I like the most about this category. What's, what, what is it? What's the category? I don't know. Hard kombucha. Okay. We kind of got shoehorned in with cider. <clears throat> it's sharing the same like category information, and hopefully they'll separate it because I think... There are going to be, you touched on Lagunitas and Sierra Nevada, other tea-based products, and there are going to be more that come down the road. So, so and there's also like, tea? sorry? You want to be with tea? Uh, it should be. I mean, there's twisted tea. And oh, that's a that's different disgusting. story. disgusting. I'm sorry, sir. When's the last time you had a twisted tea? You're right. I, I haven't had one in quite I had a long one a couple nights ago and it was delicious insofar as I was drinking a twisted tea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that face is legit. So, so, like 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 I'm not saying that twisted tea is amazing. It's nice to have ever so it's often. Like if you're if you're cooking fish fill. for dinner and you're just like, let's pair that fish with twisted I, tea. That's not what I see Twisted Tea as. Oh. I see Twisted Tea as on, I'm going out to fish? this certain club. What kind of fish are we making? And, yeah, Fried yeah. smelt. You can. Well, I ain't making those. I'm just going to get those from Calumet Fisheries. Smelt. I'm going to write that one down. I'm going out way I'm south. I'm going to go ahead and write down okay. Twisted Tea Double and IPA and carrot cake. Smelt. And then Twisted Tea and Fried Smelt. That is like. Twisted so, Ambrosia, this category, I, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, I'm just... This category. Yeah, this is a weird category. So, I don't... But it's the fastest growing, the most important category right now for anybody. It, as far as, like, coming into the industry on my side of things, of, like, understanding what's selling, where you're selling, how to sell fucking mad men business suits uh fa- like excel song. yeah excel um uh sturdy like shoulder pads if you're looking at all of that hard kombucha is the place that is growing currently okay so this might be a sports ball reference. And when I say sports ball, this is for people Bob, who don't up. know anything about sports. No, no, no. It's just not anything about sports. No, it's not a it's not a Europe. Europe it's not a Europe statement. No, no, not Europe. But you are up. Actually, I'm up. So <laughs> the the reason I'm saying that is because people like sometimes you will sit down, you would talk to somebody about sports and they have no idea of anything of anything which is absolutely positively fine and okay me on the other hand i know a ton about sports um sports saved my life at one point and i shouldn't know as much as i do i might get mad at myself that i know as much about sports as i do but point of the story is it 
I, I see the difference between teams. I know rivalries, why they're rivalries, where a team came from, why they hate this team, why they hate the other team. I don't get in this conversation why hard kombucha and cider don't want to be buddies. Like, they taste very similar. They're both delicious. I can drink both on the same night. It doesn't mean just because I'm drinking a hard kombucha, I can't have a cider the exact same time. The I was going to save this till later, but the only thing hard kombucha doesn't have is kombucha from the sky because skyder is still a thing. He owns <laughs> I did cider, buy that. Like cider from the sky. Yeah. So he actually bought Skyder. I bought the domain name for Skyder because I'm like, cider from the sky, Skyder is mine. So... If you want to come see me. Point is, I can have both of these delicious drinks on the same night, along with a beer, along with a hard spirit. I can just go crazy. I can go to the grocery store and buy cider and buy hard kombucha tea and buy hard coffee. I can do all of these things. So why is there a divide in the marketplace? Skyder sounds like a kid from Inverness. Where's San Francisco? Is that a suburb? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm from Ohio. But it, it does. Like his mom doesn't let him eat gluten. Yes. Absolutely. I'm with that. Yeah. yeah. But Severn owns it, which makes it better. Hey, his mom, his dad. Skyder can't have bread. Come see me. Oh, poor Skyder. It's okay. He's just going to go work at the dealership with his dad. It's facts. Facts. But. I don't think there's a difference between all of these categories. What's the beef? There's no beef, actually. So I think why are they your arch nemesis? No, there's no arch nemesis. There's no beef. You said it. Nope. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is that when you're in this industry and you're trying to find your maximum profit on who the category is on your maximum profit, you're going to look at data to understand who is buying your product. And often, the dynamic of hard kombucha, a low ABV cider, a seltzer, and a paquette are Ooh. all going to be the same person. I forgot about liquid spit, because that's what hard seltzers are. It's just like flavored spit. It's disgusting. It's like if you milked a battery. It's worse than that. Like when you put a nine volt. Yeah, on no, your, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you gotta like make because the babysitter dared you. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, why do my parents trust you? <laughs> this is not fun. And I told them all about you, and they still just keep letting you come over. I They're hate like you. Nine, and you young. stink. Yep. Uh, there's no difference between all of these. So you say in category, wouldn't you want them to be in the category with you? Wouldn't you want them to hang out with you to boost? Your rep? Absolutely. But you like trying to separate yourself. Well, so we categorize these things differently. Okay. Hard kombucha is categorized differently than cider. And and this goes back to a, a deeper conversation about how we're talking about alcohol in consumption. It also posits like... Where do we merchandise this? Where am I going to put this? And several retailers are like, where do I want to put this? Like, 
And back when cider was growing, you had a lot of opportunities, a lot of cooler doors. Now that this <laughs> is cider was growing, he's saying y'all ain't nothing now. I <laughs> are we recording this? <laughs> we he's, are. He said it was cider hey, when <laughs> cider was growing. <laughs> I meant like the boom. <laughs> the boom. <laughs> hey, this, boomer. This is uh, this is like the third time I've had a Chuck Taylor Converse in my mouth. I you wouldn't believe it, but I talk you. to people all day. I'm sorry. I don't disagree do you, with you. Do you want us to cut this? No. We we can. If we can cut the charcoal stuff. That'd be great. Okay. But, um, yes. I, I don't disagree with you. I think that the conversation needs to be open. And I think that the conversation is long. And I think that Severn brings up very good points about the fact that we are being conscious consumers about why we want to drink it. And I think that there is a definite market for folks that don't understand why they want to drink what they're drinking. Yeah, right I, now, currently. I can I can tell you the there's number so one many reason. nuances in cider with apples and where the apples are grown, how are they processed, how are they fermented, and there is deep history and there's deep stories in cider, and I don't want to take any value away from what we've built, but there's you know the european ciders the american ciders there's complexity of you know why are we why do i love michigan apples why did i mean granted a little stockholm syndrome from working at vandermill but (laughs) we all experience that it's fine but uh it's one of those things where like i'm not trying to take any value away from the industry that we've created because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talented folks that populate Juneshine and the hard kombucha industry as a whole and it's just it's well you know i don't want to say apples and oranges because that seems to boilerplate down scoby and apples scoby so like like okay so we both don't use brew houses and that's where we have our common ground that, that is the fucking common ground we don't spend a lot on gas we do not do a bunch with breweries i think that that is something that we can but we we yet, can both agree we don't boil water. But yet, breweries, once they see what you're doing, are coming knocking at the door. Like, hey, we've done got this the, since the beginning we got these, of We got these checks. You guys, like I said, layman here. I know. I love it. I, I love know, your outside perspective of know, us. I don't know nothing about nothing, but I know one thing. I know why people drink what they drink. Because it tastes good. Because it tastes good. That's, and this shit tastes good. That's the that's the reason. I mean, it, you could serve. Me and Bob aren't out here trying to differentiate the difference between cider and kombucha. We're not. Neither one of us are trying to do that. And then I really. We have similarities. But neither one of us are trying to say that one's better over the other. And neither one of us are no, saying no, no. that No, no, no. I'm not saying that. That 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 you should understand the differences between the two. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to get it that. Point. I'm just saying that like this shit's good. Also, cider's good, but it's. But why does it have to be in different categories? That's what I'm not. One's a tea and one's a fermented apple. 
They both have very similar tastes. A, I piss both of y'all off and I pour them both in the same glass and drink it at the same time and then see what happens with that. We call it a cuvee. Oh, Damn it, I thought I was making something so up. So is that what we're going to do? Good job. Should we make a cuvee? I only do cuvees at Subway with my soda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I respect that. There's a good terroir at the one on Elston. Let me let me describe this. Let me describe Wait, this on. last Seth, can. I want you to understand that there is a terroir of the soda that he is drinking. I'm with it. Okay. Kind of like there's a terroir of the Diet Coke at McDonald's. Yeah. I'm with it. <laughs> back back to another can by <laughs> artist Nick Kuchar. Shout out to you, sir. Um, Juneshine Mango Daydream. Um, in here, mango, pineapple, chili, green tea, June kombucha. Ready to ready to open it up. You Started spicy and ending spicy. Ending spicy. Thank I have you. a feeling this one is gonna be the the best one. I'm taking the rest. Do it. Do you mind? Not at all. Do you mind? Go for it. Okay. I get a lot of like the the candy tropical. Oh, you left me. It smells delicious. Pineapple. Oh my god, it smells delicious. Yep, spicy on the end. This one is my favorite. Which one's this one? This is mango daydream. I this was is a mango new flavor. Daydream. He he held this one for the last on purpose. Sales. <laughs> Good job. You need you deserve a race. Nah. Okay. Um, Maybe a hoodie. Always has. Ooh, hoodies are dope. Yeah, hoodies. <laughs> this this one is delicious. It's sweet on the front. Has that little chili on the back. You know what this tastes like? This tastes like the fruit that you get on the side of the street and you put that um Tahin. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't think of the name of it. Thank you. You put that on there just just to make the flavor stand out. That's what this tastes like. This is delicious. I love it. I haven't tasted anything tonight that I didn't like. Um, prickly pear and mango daydream. I would take those to a party and be a rock star. So, like, what scenario would I bring hard kombucha? I think anytime we walk into the liquor store, it's what's the occasion. You know, I, am I buying a vodka handle for the week? <clears throat> like, most people. Uh, that was a bad. That that was not good. You I'll can be. cut that out. Um, yeah. What's the occasion? And I think a lot of people start the night with June Shine. It's kind of a nice little. I don't want to say you know after a disco nap, jump in the shower, get ready to go out and meet the friends. I mean, I talk about disco naps on here all of the time. Cause she's bougie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Mouth. 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 So after 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 the bougie disco nap, June Shine has uh, naturally occurring caffeine. It is steeped green tea, and there's just a little bit of caffeine kick in there that kind of you know gets you started on the night. A lot of people swear by it that they have less of a hangover after starting with June Shine, and I think it's something that it's you know funny to watch people's buying habits, but. I think it's just something that you, you know, 
you splurge on the eight pack on the six pack and before you go out and have some cocktails or have some beers or meet friends for dinner it's just a a nice start to the evening or you know a nice finish to the night when you're kind of tapped out from everything it's refreshing it's light like you said just tastes good kind of remembers reminds me of a kettle sour where you just have like a slight tartness to it or just a not as a big acidity as cider sometimes which is fascinating to me to think about kombucha not being as high as acid as cider <laughs> it's i'm with it that's fascinating it is i, I, I i'm with it it's I tough like cause... that because that's what this show is about is for you know educating people on things that they don't know about so that's what i'm saying I, i'm with it i like the when you bring up the fact of the acidity um i was thinking when he was when bob was talking i was thinking about fullness just you know kind of beer gets in your gut and it kind of fills you up with the yeast and everything else and it just mixes with everything and next thing you know you feel all big and bloated so no i'm really with that i don't think we uh we have that drinker that was like that uncle that always came over. Uncle Fred was coming over. You got to get old style or special export. Like, yeah. From Parker's, Parker's dad. Who was Parker? Uh, the, the Hexa. Oh, yeah, yeah, Parker's yeah. Dad. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I don't want to say that thank <clears throat> you. our generation is promiscuous with our drinking, but we. We are. You know, what's the occasion where we hanging out? outside it's freezing cold at metropolitan let's drink a schwarz beer like you know outside 90 degrees at sportsman's club with a high life it's just what's the occasion where are you at and it's something that i think june shine you know kind of ticks all the boxes where you can you know have it anytime hey and it's in a can so if you drop in the shower you're good i was (laughs) um facts i dropped a shower cider yesterday. Were you trying to do a long pour? Uh, no, I was actually showering. I was, I was like just trying to like wash my hair. Oh. All right. One so. more thing before we get out of here. We've tried all of them, and I think we've um, you know talked about our favorites from front to back. Um, one question before we go, go. We have to. Uh, I had you pause on your ranch. Revelation. I, I, we, we, that'll be next. Save it for another time. Oh, keeping them on the hook. I like that. Well, Bob, we loved having you. Thank you for bringing us such a delicious drink. Is there anything that, um, we should have asked you that we didn't? Uh, 6% ABV. That's it. Uh, Like 6% ABV. I, I'm super excited about this category. Of a low ABV, very much a new category. Slightly naturally occurring caffeine. Okay. I'm with both of those as well. Um, 6%, and, and that's considered low because I know a lot of beers and ciders, they usually are at 4.5. I know it's not a huge who's difference. Who's at 4.5 for you? I said a lot. Um, well, I don't have a device to look these up on, but a lot of beers, usually when I look at them, they're at 4.5. Mm. Um, I think 
a lot of different when your justification of what time you can start drinking in the day defines what you think is low ABV too. Also facts. So it's personal personal preference. Like three thirty, Jeopardy's on. I should have a beer. Oh well, six percent. Um, it's low so ABV. To, to fully disclose, I sure when I was asking uh, him to be on this podcast today, he said, "Yeah, I'll be on the podcast, but after Jeopardy." <laughs> um, you see, well, we may as well talk about it because it's current. The girl that was winning, she had her chance to make it to the tournament of champions. She lost today. Amy. Yes. Amy lost like two weeks. No, 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 not that, not that, Amy. This is a different Amy. She was, this was her fourth day, and she lost today, and she wasn't able to make it to the. I had the unfortunate circumstance of having to do my job during Jeopardy. It happens, much to my disappointment, and so sometimes people email me, gonna, call me during Jeopardy. It's just I know, I know, make I know. Podcast like, longer, I, like if I could just. I have a say the statement in podcast land. Sure. If you're trying to reach out to us as buyers, suppliers, uh, reps, any of that, we're actively playing Jeopardy. So if you're trying to reach out to us during Jeopardy hours, we're usually Well, I was going occupied. to say um, here, and I'm sure it's a Chicago staple, Jeopardy comes on at 3.30. Back where yeah. I'm from, Jeopardy comes on at 7.30. So It's 7.30 Chicago sign. No, it's not. It's um East Coast. 3.30. It's 6.30 Chicago time when Jeopardy comes on. East Coast is late night. I don't know why that's... Uh, when, I, when I first moved here and I first got here, I thought Jeopardy didn't come on. And I'm like, it's no way I'm in this big city and Jeopardy doesn't come on. It was when I was in the academy... Jeopardy was on, so I missed it all the time. Then once I finally got out to the field, um, me and my officer played Jeopardy together. Great, great time. Now where I'm at, nobody even sniffs Jeopardy, so I got to like go watch it in the corner by myself. If you ever want to treat yourself, <laughs> stop by the L&L Tavern. Okay. That's right. During Jeopardy. During Jeopardy. They got, Which is why I thought it was three thirty. It is three thirty. Oh, it is three thirty in Chicago. That's but what I'm saying. East That's what Coast. I'm, like, East we, Coast we, is different. Fucking every night, LNL. Well, no, that's another thing. Oh, we 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 probably gonna have to cut all of this, but that's okay. Um, Blossom was hosting the tournament of champions. Yes, I'm gonna call her Blossom. What, what you gonna do? You wanna fight? No. Okay. So, <laughs> yep. She she hosted the um tournament of champions for the college kids, and that was on every night, um, like the past couple of weeks. And then I can really beat up on. We them. should wrap it up. I can beat up on them college kids, because especially when it come to like old school pop culture stuff. Oh, I just be killing them. We should wrap it up. So now <laughs> we're gonna have to make edits. Because okay, we, we're gonna make edits because I've I've been watching Blossom nonstop right now, and I'm obsessed with Blossom. So, you know who I was obsessed with? Yeah, it wasn't Joey Lawrence. Six. Duh. That was it my, was six. That was that was that was my little white we girlfriend. Were all six. Yeah. Anyway, Blossom's other bar, other brother used to hang out at a bar I worked at. Really? Oh, he was the writer on fucking. Uh, oh, the drunk one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because they had the episode where he was it like, was "Look, you can't even you can't even uh, tell like what's in here." He or... was like, "That's a handle Okay. So we're gonna Maker's Mark seventeen. We're gonna cut out all of this blossom talk, <laughs> and we should just like do. But a he was goodbye. also in the Dark Knight. He was like he was one of the, the bank robber. Bank robbers. Yes, he was. Movie. He was also really? yeah. He also did all the writing for and he tips very well. He is awesome. He also was in the writing for um the uh exactly. We're going to Serena. Edit this up. Can you look at this time and then you can like cut a lot of this stuff? Oh no, out. we're gonna cut like like twenty minutes out yeah, of this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut a lot of this. At any rate, all right. Um, no, because we're gonna no. do the end yeah. right now. No, we'll figure it out. Okay. So we're gonna do the end in five, four, three, two. Okay, so thank you so much, Bob, for coming and having us taste all of your. Wonderful horror kombuchas, June Shine. I'm gonna make sure and not call it June Shire like I did at the beginning of the episode. Apologies. Oh, thank you for your excellent questions and thanks for trying them, guys. Absolutely. Um, Ambrosia, anything that you have to add to the no? Okay, well, just to let everyone know, this was one of those episodes where we had a little bit of editing a little bit of fun to do so if it sounds cut up it's our fault <laughs> our editor probably she's gonna do an outstanding job but let us know what you think let us know what libation you think we should dive into next please 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 comment ask questions anything at all and you can reach us at designated drinkers podcast at gmail.com we are on instagram at the designated drinkers podcast at twitter drinkers podcast and we're on facebook at the ogdd i forgot i named it that the <laughs> ogdd so let me let me let me spell that out um facebook t h e e o h o g g e e d e e d e e the ogdd and our website is DestinatedDrinkersPodcast.com. Um, that's where we're going to put up photos, um, show notes, booze, pictures of cocktails, pictures of Scobie. Gross-ass pictures of Scobies. And we really appreciate you listening to us. Please, 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 like I said, just add some feedback. We always love and appreciate feedback. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.